0: Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Subray, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups, makers of quality handcrafted guitar pickups down in Detroit City. And the good folks at Pariah have provided the show with a special discount code exclusively for No Sleep Till Subread listeners. That discount code, of course, is vibrate. Check them out. They're doing some really good things. PariahPickups.com. Go shopping, folks. I also want to give a shout-out to my mates at the Famous Lost Words podcast, Tommy Jokic and Christopher Ward. The show is super interesting. I talked about it before. It features classic interviews with all kinds of musical artists that haven't been heard since they aired, so have a listen to that, too. Great show, great people, credit where credit is due. Famous Lost Words. All right. This is my first solo episode in five months, I think, and I, I, I wanted to do another one because I've received some really nice feedback from you guys detailing your interest in them, and I also noticed that the Bizarre Musical Conspiracy show was very popular with a lot of listeners, and so I decided to do an episode entirely focused on one of the most intriguing musical conspiracy theories of all, the biggest hoax in rock and roll history the Paul is dead conspiracy theory. There had been whispers that Beatle Paul McCartney had been killed in a car crash, and to spare the public from grief, the surviving Beatles replaced him with a look-alike, and it was believed that the band subsequently left secret messages and clues in their music and album artwork to communicate this fact to their fans. A little more than 50 years ago, on October 12, 1969, A DJ from Detroit radio station WKNR-FM named Russ Gibb inadvertently gave rise to the whole Paul is dead controversy on a global scale. An unknown caller called into the show and told Gibb to put on the Beatles' White Album and spin the introduction to Revolution 9 backwards. Gibb went ahead and did it on the air and claimed to have heard the words, Turn me on, dead man. At that moment, the theory began to take shape and the supposed clues began to reveal themselves one by one. The Beatles were concealing a secret. Paul McCartney was killed in a car crash three years before, and the band had replaced him with a stand-in. Fans began searching Beatles records for clues, and speculation ran rampant. And all this time later, the Paul is dead phenomenon remains the most bewildering and well-known musical conspiracy theory of all, to the point where... It's woven itself into the very fabric of Beatles' history. Rumors began to circulate in London long before that, around early 1967, that Paul McCartney had died in a traffic accident on the M1 motorway on November 9, 1966. Even though the Beatles refuted the rumor, the public began looking for clues via hidden messages in song lyrics and in messages embedded on records that could only be heard when the record was spun backwards, a recording technique that came to be known as back-masking. In November 1968, the Beatles released their self-titled double LP, which is more commonly known as the White Album, and it featured a song called Glass Onion, which was largely John Lennon's response to the Paul is dead talk. Lennon would later say that he intended to stir the controversy pot a little bit and purposely confuse listeners by writing the lyrics as though they were a guide to accessing hidden clues. He made oblique references to previously released Beatles songs Strawberry Fields Forever, apparently the words I Buried Paul are spoken by Lennon during the ending of the song, and he tells listeners that he has another clue for them all. The walrus was Paul, referring to his song I'm the Walrus from the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour record. The controversy really ramped up on September 17, 1969, when a newspaper in Iowa published an article titled, Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? The article addressed a rumor being circulated, fueled by that perceived turn-me-on-dead-man message that could apparently be heard on Revolution 9. But now there were a raft of new clues suggesting Paul's death. On the back cover of the Sgt. Pepper and the Lonely Hearts Club band record, Every beetle except McCartney is photographed facing the viewer, and on the front cover of Magical Mystery Tour, four men are featured in animal costumes with masks, presumably the four members of the Beatles, but the one dressed as a walrus is a different color from the other three, and he's standing in front, with the other three standing behind him. And of course, as John informed us on Glass Onion, the walrus was Paul. And given the times during that period with a lot of America's youth disenchanted with their government because of things like Vietnam, the Kennedy assassination, and their perception of what would come to be known as the establishment, conspiracy theories were that much more readily entertained by everyone. In late September 1969, as the Beatles were in the midst of breaking up, they released their Abbey Road record amid an onslaught of reports and inquiries coming into the Beatles business offices surrounding Paul McCartney's death. It got to the point where Beatles press officer Derek Taylor was forced to formally respond via press conference that the rumors of Macca's death were just that, rumors. But tensions within the band resulting from their differences in choice of new business manager after Brian Epstein's death, and John Lennon's private announcement to the Beatles' inner circle that he would be leaving the group left Paul McCartney distraught, and he isolated himself, withdrawing to spend more time with his wife Linda and his two daughters at his farm in Scotland. And this, of course, contributed to the overall escalation of the controversy. Shortly after DJ Russ Gibb touched off that international firestorm by spinning the White Album backwards and discussing the whole conspiracy theory on the air in Detroit, the Michigan Daily newspaper ran a review of Abbey Road featuring the headline, McCartney Dead, New Evidence Brought to Light. It identified even more clues to McCartney's supposed death on Beatles album covers, particularly on the new Abbey Road record sleeve. After that, things just like, went right out of control. Russ Gibbs Station, WKNR, aired a two-hour-long program called The Beatle Plot as mainstream radio stations across North America started to pick up the story, too. Around this time, scrutinization of the countercultural influences of artists like The Beatles, The Stones, Bob Dylan, really took flight, and things started to get a bit ridiculous. People began to publicly voice their beliefs that, beginning sometime around the early part of 1966, each song from these artists became personal messages that had to be scrutinized because they acted as specific guidelines on how life should be lived. For these individuals, the very specific Paul is Dead conspiracy theory was this. Paul McCartney had an argument with the rest of the band during a recording session. He became enraged, drove off angrily, crashed his car, and was decapitated. To mitigate public sadness and to keep the Beatles band going, the surviving band members replaced him with a McCartney look-alike, a feat that would be a lot easier because the Beatles had recently decided to retire from giving live performances. And it was said that the stand-in was an orphan from Scotland, whose name was William Shears Campbell, and the remaining Beatles had trained him to impersonate Paul McCartney. And this whole replacement was apparently ordered by Britain's MI5 because of their concern that the general public wouldn't be able to handle McCartney's death. After this elaborate plot had been put into place, the surviving Beatles were then said to be consumed by guilt by their deceptive role in this whole scheme. And this is the reason why they began to embed clues and messages in their music and album artwork, so that they could share the real truth with Beatles fans. Not surprisingly, the cover of the Abbey Road record was a treasure trove of interpreted messages communicating McCartney's death. The four band members are shown walking in single file, crossing the street. Now, this was believed to be a depiction of a funeral procession Lennon was at the front, dressed in an all-white suit, appearing to symbolize some sort of religious, heavenly figure. A priest, maybe. Ringo Starr is directly behind him, dressed in all-black, representing The Undertaker. George Harrison was at the back of the line, dressed in all-denim. He's the gravedigger. And McCartney? He's barefoot and out of step with the others. He represents the corpse. Lots of other hidden messages, too. There's a Volkswagen Beetle parked on one side of the street, and if you look at the license plate, it shows the characters LMW28IF. This is popularly interpreted as being a message about McCartney's age, who was 27 at the time. 28 if he had still been alive. 28 if... The LMW characters stood for Linda McCartney Widow, or Linda McCartney Weeps. And if you look really closely, McCartney's holding a cigarette in his right hand. He was well known for being a lefty, of course, and this was said to be a definitive clue that he was indeed replaced by an imposter. On the back cover, there are a series of dots in front of the word beetles, which was written on a wall using tiles. If you connect those dots, the connection forms the number three, signifying that there are only three beetles remaining. A crack in the wall running through the S in beetles is a clue that could support that same argument, or it could represent a larger, more meaningful symbol that the demise of the beetles as a group was well underway and that their end would come less than a year afterwards. Also not surprising was the fact that sales of the Beatles catalog increased significantly around this time because of the controversy. Executives at the Beatles record label Capitol Records were saying November 1969 was expected to be a record-breaking month in Beatles sales. Abbey Road outsold all of the band's previous albums in the U.S. by a considerable margin, and. Sergeant Pepper, and Magical Mystery Tour actually re-entered the Billboard Top 200 after being off the charts for almost a year. A New York television station broadcasted a special in November of 1969 called Paul McCartney, The Complete Story, told for the first and last time. It was themed as a legal case in a courtroom setting, hosted by lawyer to the stars F. Lee Bailey. Bailey Cross examines leading proponents of the Paul is Dead conspiracy theory, including Detroit DJ Russ Gibb, and he also hears opposing testimony from key witnesses like Beatles manager Alan Klein and McCartney friend Peter Asher. The viewer of the program was then left to render a final verdict. An associated Beatles conspiracy theory that I've always found to be really peculiar is that one surrounding the 70s Canadian prog rock band Clatoo. And how people thought that this group of three dudes from Toronto were actually the Beatles in disguise. In 1976, Clatoo released their album 347 EST. And after a Rhode Island DJ played one of its songs on the radio, people started to rumor that it was actually a secret Beatles album. There were no photos of the band anywhere to be seen on the album sleeve, and no real identifying information. One theory combined the hoax with the Paul is dead conspiracy saying that the album had been recorded back in 1966, but had been lost and then rediscovered in 1975, at which point George, John and Ringo decided that they should release it in tribute to Paul. In his book, Revelation in the Head, writer Ian Macdonald says that the Beatles were partly to blame for the massive reach of the Paul is Dead phenomenon because of the suggestive lyrics Lennon wrote to further encourage scrutiny in songs like Glass Onion. In the Revolution book, Macdonald describes what he calls psychic epidemics that resulted from rock fan use of drugs like LSD and hallucinogens. The height of these epidemics being Charles Manson's interpretation of the White Album and the delusional religious motivations Mark David Chapman experienced, which drove him to seek out and kill John Lennon. The Paul is Dead phenomenon went on to attract academic attention in the years following the conspiracy, particularly in areas of sociology. Scholars liken the context to a contemporary version of mythology wherein the beautiful child tragically dies and is resurrected as a god. McCartney drew comparisons to Greek gods like Adonis through the cult of rock and roll and increasing focus on androgyny, being one of the first of rock's pretty long-haired boys who mesmerized both sexes, according to American academic Camille Paglia. She said, quote, It was no coincidence that it was Paul McCartney the cutest and most girlish of the Beatles, who inspired a false rumor that swept the world in 1969 that he was dead, unquote. By the time the 70s rolled around, nobody really believed that Paul was dead. Everybody was now aware that Lennon actually admitted saying the words cranberry sauce, not I buried Paul in Strawberry Fields Forever. But people will always love to speculate and engage in the mystery and the skullduggery of it all. Oh, and speaking of skulls, actually, on the back cover of the Abbey Road record, just to the right of the word Beatles, you can see a skull with one side of the cranium flattened, which is supposedly indicative of the injury that Paul McCartney suffered upon being killed. Paul McCartney didn't immediately think that all of this stuff was very funny, but he would later come to embrace the phenomenon, and he even released an album in 1993 called Paul is Live, complete with a fresh take of the iconic Abbey Road album cover. The Paul is Dead legend might live on, but thankfully, the legend himself does too. Long live Paul McCartney. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Submary, Leftover People and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.